Hello, and welcome to this very special second episode of Coronation Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer, and welcome. Today, I shall be sitting down with Serenity of Saints of Serenity to discuss her upcoming single, her current single, Break Me, and their current album plans. I'm also going to discuss how I got my little journey into business and why promoting each other is key, as I like to put it, sharing is caring. Stay tuned for all this and more on this very special second episode of Coronation Podcast. Hello there. Before we get into how I got into business, I would like to, just like to give a very quick update on the charity Craftathon. As I mentioned in the previous episode, myself, Pixies Props, and Death Day Designs are embarking on a 12-hour charity Craftathon on Saturday, the 28th of March, 2020. We start at 10 a.m. We end at 10 p.m. We are raising money in aid of Martlet's Hospice, who do who provide a lot of excellent end-of-life care. Um, and great services to the to patients and their families across East Sussex. If you would like to find out more information or if you'd like to donate, then head over to our Just Giving page to find out more. We are currently sitting at £347.87 raised. This is £47.87 more than our minimum target. Thank you to everyone who has donated so far. Donations are still open and will still be open for some time. So if you haven't managed to already, then please do so. If you are not able to donate, then please share the link and get the word out. Do remember that we are running a giveaway on the Coronation Soap page. You could win a bundle of some really lovely merchandise from myself, Death Day and Pixie. So please head on over and enjoy. So I wanted to talk about how I got into business um, and, well, I was just going to go over the surface story, which I'm still going to (laughs) do. So if we're going to look at it from a surface era perspective, uh, about mid to late to 2018, I'd lost my job. Now, this had happened because my health had taken a drastic decline and unfortunately there, I'm going to have to say this very tactfully, but there wasn't exactly a willingness to adjust. I was sort of, I felt I was expected to come back and recover and be fine again, which is not how this works. So I unfortunately lost my job, which is very sad because I have always worked. I couldn't then work full time ever again because like in a perspective where I'd go into an office and work, because of my ill health, I suffer from Ella Danlos type 3 and fibromyalgia, and they not only cause um, a lot of pain in my joints and everywhere else, but they also cause a lot of discomfort. Um, my joints can just give up at any moment. I have horrible fatigue issues. <laughs> so, yeah, um, not good times. And at this point, I wasn't feeling very good in myself and I wanted to find a creative outlet. I wanted to figure out what I was going to do and I needed to keep occupied because at this point I was largely staying at my partner's flat, which is now where I live. Um, And I, I just didn't have anything to do. 
and it was it was sucky and I also didn't have any money so it's not like I could just go off for ages and go on wild trips because again <laughs> no money and also I'm not all that well so I thought what am I going to do and then really randomly I actually don't 100% know how it came to this but I started looking up stuff to do with soap making I thought it would be good to make some of my own soap it would probably save me a bit of money and I could make some pretty things maybe even make some presents for people for Christmas. Who knows? So I got, so I did a lot of research into doing as ethical as I can with the soap making uh, and trying to do a very basic setup. So I make my soaps with melt and pour technique. It's basic, but it works. And sometimes if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So that's what I did. And then I um, got some water dye colors which I still got some of that brand left but I've moved on to another brand for the most part with some more colors and I also got some fragrances I got some vitamin E as well to add to you know because vitamin E is really good for moisturizing and like soothing your skin thought why not so that's what I did and then I got all that um found a tutorial on YouTube if memory serves correctly, it was the how-to cast. And I got on there and I found, um, found a tutorial, figured out what, how I was going to do it from there and then gave it a go. I, for, for the record, I also got some moulds. I got the rectangle moulds and the heart moulds, which I still have to this day. And then I made some and with some interesting colour scent combinations and I was like, hmm, okay, I've made a lot more than I realised. Uh, maybe I could sell a few just to get rid of them and also just to get a little bit of extra money. Why not? And then um, people actually bought, bought the soaps and I was like, what? Why are you not buying my soaps? What the fuck is this? So I thought, okay, well... Um, Maybe I could make some more. Maybe people buy some more. Maybe I could do some more shapes. And that's where I went down a huge rabbit hole I haven't been able to escape. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I had a lot of support going in, and particularly from people I know who are vegan, who were like, oh my God, it's really nice to know that I could just, instead of going to, you know, trying to work out what is and isn't with big, you know, corporate places and big businesses, I could go to a smaller business, support someone I know personally and still get the vegan soap I want. That and also um, hearing from people who maybe not be vegan, but just want to be more sustainable and not use, like myself, they may eat meat, but they'd rather not use animal products on their face or on their skin. So there's that. And that's pretty much how I got into it. It was a mix. And then I... I started then learning how to make lip balms because I got a kit. Uh, I got some ingredients for Christmas because I asked for some because I wanted to expand, and I also got a candle making kit for Christmas. Uh, that was a fun Christmas that I. A <laughs> couple of days after Christmas, I spent two days in and two nights in the hospital because that's what you want right after Christmas: a hospital admission. I'm okay. It was, um, as it turned out, it was just a very vile um, infection that got really out of hand but I'm I'm honestly I'm, I'm fine for now I'm fine 
So, but it gave me some time to think and it gave me some time to consider what I was going to do a little bit. And I thought it was worth a go. Um, but I also made a promise to myself to not spend loads of my own money. I, I was going to use the money I made back into business. I wasn't going to spend all my money into it because that would just get really silly and escalate, uh, which I've kept to the whole time. So, yeah, it's kind of amazing. I'm you know, and I, I and I, the candles started to go okay. The lip balm started doing really well, particularly in summer and winter. And then I decided I wanted to do some resin casting because I just like resin casting. And that's where the resin stuff started coming in. So yeah, I it's quite basic. I know it's very simple. I'm aware. I'm sorry. It's just. But if you want to get into this, you know, deeper levels, I think I've always tried to seek out a way to have a creative career. Um, I'm a writer, personally. Uh, I like writing fiction. I've written about films and TV before now. I've written cosplay articles, which has always been a lot of fun. Um, I've done interviews, all sorts. But I've never made, managed to make a career out of it. Now, I'm no, I'm still at a point where... You know, I'm not making enough that I can live off what I earn. But that's the aim. That's the ultimate goal. And, you know, the more I keep going, I think the more likely it'll happen. Um, you know, the more I learn, the more I try, you know. Um, so, yeah, I I managed to find an outlet that worked for me. And I kept on with it. That allowed me to be creative. I think people assume soap are just these bars of boring soap but I love messing with color I like messing with color smell combinations I like using all sorts of smells because you don't know what smell someone's going to really want until you try um so yeah it was just fun to be able to mess around excuse me have to mess around with candle making and lip balm making and resin casting you know it's just really really fun so yeah that's kind of the weird convoluted coincidental story of how I got into business well next up we're going to be talking to Rebecca from Saints of Serenity she's the serenity part of Saints of Serenity uh we're going to be talking to her about her upcoming um singles um her current one Break Me which is out now and also her upcoming album and her dreams for the future Okay, so I'm sat here with the lovely Rebecca, otherwise known as Serenity. You may well have heard of her band Saints of Serenity. They've got their album, uh, their single Break Me out at the moment with a new upcoming single, Submit to Me, coming out soon. Thank you for joining in on this podcast as my first guest. Thank you, Thank you for having me on the podcast. No problem. So um, just want to start pretty much from the beginning because I hear that's a good place to start. Um, how did you get into singing? Um, I've always been, well, I've always known that I had a good singing voice. Uh, when I was well, about 17, I did uh, performing arts at college and I knew that I had a, a voice for opera. And since then I've been, I've had a few bands, nothing quite serious until recently when we, when I started working on Break Me and then suddenly it all just kind of blew up from there. 
that's fantastic. How did you find the rest of the band? Well, one member was a band, was a band member of mine from years ago when I had my band Phantom Dusk, and then the when I was making Break Me, I had a producer who is actually one of my oldest friends, um, who's Eris in the band. Uh, he said that he would like to be the room guitarist. And then we posted on Facebook and joined my band and managed to find Johnny and Aaron. So between all of them, JD obviously was my previous band member. That's how I managed to get everyone. That's amazing. I mean, the power of Facebook, right? Like you can get all sorts now. It's amazing. So um, so what inspired, because you, I'm, I'm right in thinking you wrote Break Me. Yes. Um, how, where did that come from? How did it come together? What, what inspired the song? Well, originally, I, I have this thing where I just, like, sometimes I just can't sleep and I don't know what's going on. But I was watching um, Outlander, because I tend to watch that when no one else is around because no one else likes it in my house. And um, there was this moment where Claire and Jamie, um, well, when Claire was back in, well, spoiler alert, Claire was back in her time and she was back married to Frank and she was remembering moments with Jamie and it just that's what made me think of break me because she's trying to say to Frank you know I'd like you to be a bit less gentle and a bit less loving and you know he's not having it <laughs> and I thought you know what let's you know let's try and make that into something and I ended up putting up the lyrics about is it about three o'clock in the morning and it just went from there. I, I came up with the tune the next day and I sent it over to Eris and he managed to make something awesome with it. So that's that's amazing. It's amazing that that came out of a TV show that you were watching at like silly o'clock in the morning. Like, right, I'm going to write a song about this. Um, that's that's kind of amazing. So um, you came out with the lyrics and you spoke to Eris and he came up with a tune. Um, and then you filmed a music video. Um, what was that like? Hilarious, honestly. Um, Sam, the guy who played Asriel in the video, because we're doing a whole story with that in the album. Um, so Asriel's going to be a recurring character in the videos. Mm -hmm. You see him quite a lot. Um, and Sam, oh, he's just the funny. He's, he looks so confident and, you know, brazen but actually he's this adorable puppy and i absolutely adore him and until he got a few drinks in him he was so shy oh, bless him <laughs> and, um there were just moments during the filming that all of us could not continue filming because we were laughing too much but like so how did you so when you were writing the lyrics did you sort of know what you were going to go with when it came to um w when it came to the music video like and i mean you were saying that there's a sort of concept and story running throughout the album so did that mean you knew what you were going for in the music videos oh it was yeah um i basically as soon as i got the idea for break me i remembered a story that i used to write little stories on deviant art years ago and i remembered a story that i started writing and when I when break me happened, I realised I could incorporate that into that story, and we're going to tell the story from there. I, would, I don't want to spoil anything for the fans because I know they're looking forward to it. But um, we're doing the story of Azriel basically, and 
I wanted to add, I wanted to make sure that that was the first one that people saw as we're going to kind of be going backwards. We're not going from, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> we're going to be going backwards from break me. Everything from there is going backwards in time, back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. The story's kind of the opposite way around as it should be. But when you watch them all in order, it makes sense. Yeah, it's sort of like a non-linear technique as opposed to a straightforward one to the next to the next. You're sort of more going backwards and sort of letting yeah, it getting, unfold in that way. And getting the finishing story at the end. Yeah. Getting the content for Break Me when the final video for that for that story is played out. Mm. And then it, it sort of adds something to the rest. When you have more of a backstory, yeah. it sort of adds another layer to to the original song, to the end point, because now you've got all this context. Exactly, because then once people watch it, because people then can watch it from the final video and watch them in, you know, in the order that, you know, if you were to watch it from beginning to end, instead of the end to beginning, the context will make complete sense once that happens. And I just want to blow people's minds with that. No, absolutely. What inspired Submit to Me? Is it part of the arc that Break Me is a part of, or is this something separate? Uh, this is something separate, but Adrian will be in the video, hopefully. It depends on whether the actors they are or not. But um, this is separate from it. This is basically when, throughout my life, I have seen online and in real life, and certainly in my own life, that women cower down to everything that if they feel like the conversation is going to be not worth the risk or if they feel that something you know it's not worth the fight they can shut down they can you know try and walk away but this song is basically about women taking back that power and saying no this, no i'm not having this anymore we're done mm. which is pretty awesome i mean um you know, uh, uh, as you know, as I as I'm aware, um, you have two daughters. How how important is it for this message, not only for other women, but particularly for your daughters as well? It's massively important. My eldest daughter is six and is just figuring out the world, and oftentimes has to go. No, no, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll put up with whatever's happening. But I've, I'm teaching her now that that's not okay, and speaking up is not a bad thing you can speak up and still be liked by people or still have friends you don't have to just sit there and take whatever life is giving you and say no it's okay you know she can stand up and fight for whatever she deems is worthy of fighting for we i mean it's sad that at the age of six that you feel like you kind of just have to agree with things to get along but at the same time i mean personally i can remember being quite young and thinking oh, do I have to go along with this? And me being quite, <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't say defiant, that's not the right word, but I was always like, why do I, I usually question a lot. So I'd be like, why do I have to do this? Exactly. And the questioning why, and then not backing down if you do not want to do it, or you do not want whatever is happening to happen is important. And I'm raising children that will not, have to say yes when they want to say no mm. and that's essentially what i want submit to be a, submit to me to be 
the the anthem of it. You know, not saying yes when you know when you want to say no. No, absolutely, and I think that's a very important thing to get across, particularly in this day and age. Like the fact that we still have to say that to say yeah we, you guys can say no it's kind of a sad indictment of of society um i know that on you know you were sort of looking for um obviously women to be a part of this shoot but you were also very specific in including trans folk and non-binary people how important is um is that to you how important is representation to you oh massively important um a lot of people don't know but I actually uh, identify as non-binary myself, gender uh, or gender fluid non-binary. It, it's a, a very I don't I don't know exactly where I fall in it, but I know that I don't feel 100% what I was assigned. And for me, not enough representation is out there of trans women because a lot of people don't feel like trans women are real women, and that that annoys me more than anything, because if you identify as a woman, you are a woman. There are no two ways about it. And a lot of the time, trans women are treated worse than not you know, women who are assigned female at birth, just purely because they weren't assigned female at birth. Mm. And in this modern society, we are now in 2020, and that is not acceptable in any way, shape or form. It's another another thing we did as well is that I want to make sure that women of colour are represented and trans women of colour and disabled women. There are so many people that are marginalised and treated unfairly and poorly based on what they are born as or what they now identify as. And it is unfair and I want to make sure that they are put in a spotlight and given a voice. Mm. Absolutely. I think it's important, particularly when you consider the creative industry as being, you know, so and songs and media as to be so influential. I mean, the fact that a TV show you were watching late at night because the rest of a family weren't watching with you inspired this whole interesting arc you've got going for your album um, (laughs) says it all, doesn't it? So now I think you're right representation is incredibly important when you consider particularly in media you know the more studies have shown that the more you see someone who is like you say if you're of color and you see more prominent people of color that's going to make a positive impact much the same with lgbt folk and disabled folk just not yeah just not in the problematic sense like um most representations of disabled people, but that's a rant for another day. Um, so you were saying about your album, what is your album called? Um, I'm just trying to be honest. Um, that is inspired by numerous messages when people are trying to, um, basically when someone is trying to put down something you're doing or upset you, they'll finish their message more than, more often than not with, I'm just trying to be honest. Mm. No, you're trying to be mean and dress it up honestly. Yes. As if being honest means that you can't possibly be bad because you're being honest when really your opinion can suck. Exactly. Exactly. And their opinion doesn't have to matter to you, but the fact that they're trying to pass it off as just being honest when actually they're just being pretty cool. Yeah. And... Or in some cases, 
really quite bigoted in some respects um you know it's it's one of those things that you know particularly marginalized groups have to deal with all the time I know uh, I'm quite lucky in respects because people see me you know I'm white and people will look at me and they might and I present in a certain way so they might not you know I might sort of go under you know if you don't scratch the surface I could probably coast okay in some respects, but then you see the walking stick and all the rest of it, and then it's another story altogether. <laughs> all good times. Um, I just wanted to ask, your album, your uh, your upcoming album, what is it called? Uh, I'm just trying to be honest. All right, I missed that the first time. That's my fault, sorry. <laughs> so um, when when what's your provisional date for release for the album? Uh, we don't have a provisional date just yet because we're eight songs-ish down and we need four more. I've got the lyrics penned out, but it's just a case of getting into the studio, getting the tunes hashed out and then getting the band to add in their input. That, that's great. Um, so your next um, a single will be Submit To Me. Do you, do you have a provisional date for that? That will be after... Well, the first filming date is March 9th, and then we're filming the week after, but it'll probably be the week after that. So around the end of March, you know, middle to end of March time. Fantastic. And where can people find you if they want to see more, if they want to listen to your music? Where can they find you? Well, they find me on YouTube under Saint for Serenity and also on Facebook on Saint for Serenity. Mm -hmm. um, we do have an Instagram, but we don't really post much at the moment until we've got the professional shoot done. Yeah. Fan fantastic well thank you so much for sitting down with me and um obviously hope to hear from you again hope we should have you back sometime sometime soon yeah i mean after the album it'd be great if we could come back and i could tell you more about the story because then it won't be so much of a spoiler <laughs> no absolutely i appreciate it's difficult when you've got something down you're like but i can't tell them yet i can't tell them yet <laughs> now exactly well thank you so much thank you make sure to check out saints of serenity on youtube twitter instagram and facebook links for all of those will be in the description for this podcast So I wanted to dedicate this segment to something I like to call sharing is caring. <laughs> Basically, why share the power of sharing is awesome. Why you should always share out your fellow small businesses. Now, I will pay that forward by whoever I happen to mention will get like there'll be links to follow their stuff. So I uh, this idea sprung up well before I got into business when before that a few years before then I got into cosplay um I'm still into cosplay now I just had to really step back away from things because well life got pretty chaotic I didn't have any money and well it's a bit difficult to make costumes and make and buy costumes and all the rest of it when you have no goddamn money so um so essentially what you know I got into it and I found what was great and what made it more fun was when people were camaraderie with each other you know when you can share tips about how to make things what stitch to go with that um what event is good what what's the drinks like after like 
oh, are you struggling with the resin casting? You can't find the resin? Oh, I, I can tell you exactly where to go get it. Oh, do you not know? Is your sewing machine not working? Well, do you want to come over and use mine? Um, just bring your thread and everything and we'll get going. Like stuff like that, being able to come together and, you know, share our tips and all the rest of it, but also just make friends, hang out, find people who are into the things you're into, find people who are into, oh, you're doing, you want to cosplay as, um, oh, I'm trying to think of a good example. You want to cosplay as, um, Sansa when she's crowned as Queen of the North in that really brief scene in one of the most controversial episodes of television history. Okay, well, I want to cosplay as, you know, dead Daenerys. Sorry, this is really morbid, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you can come up with all sorts of ideas for groups or, oh yeah, well, if you go the cosplay from that, I've already done it. I can show you stuff that's helped me or things to avoid. You know, it, it was great. And when I started business, I was keen to meet people and to make, well, you know, hopefully make friends, but at the very least make some, you know, acquaintances. I've managed to make some friends, which is great. Um, so, and to encourage and to learn things about how to do craft fairs, but also learn things about the craft itself and learn about all sorts of things. So... One of the first people I encountered when I started doing this was a lady called Jessie who runs um, Bow Bottle Tops. She also has started her own events group thing called Bow Natural Events. And they do a bunch, of, they do a few craft fairs largely at, if I'm getting this correctly, the Brighton Unitarian Church um, in Central Brighton. Um, they've got a few coming up. So if you are a trader and you want to check their stuff out, then do so. But yeah, so she Jesse was one of the first people I actually met. And I can't remember how, but we kept a little contact over Instagram. And honestly, like, A, she saved my ass when it came to public liability insurance because I, I couldn't find anything that would properly cover me. And then she was like, well, I use these people. It's pretty cheap and it's really great coverage. So I went. Um, but she was very up about um sharing and to promote people and to share small business there's a hashtag about you know shop local and shop small business and she's very much a believer in that much in the same way that I am and it was great to be able to sit down and chat with someone who felt that way inclined I was very scared of people being like their own little islands one of the things that came up only a minority at the time was in cosplay was when you might ask someone how they did something and they go I'm not telling you that I'm not telling you that it's a secret you'll just nick it and it's like all right butt face <laughs> ass wipe like fine I'll find out some other way but you know it doesn't leave a great impression because no one is above it you know and um I was scared that that would happen when it came to business, but people are generally very upfront, particularly in Brighton, in those sort of circles. People are quite straight up, which makes it a lot easier to have a conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I felt quite encouraged. And then when I started getting to know more people, um, I was keen to share their stuff and go, oh, by the way, there's this really cool stuff I bought. You should go get it from such and such. And when I... Um, first started doing craft fairs, the person who was helping me the most was my was Pixie, who you may know as Pixie's Props. Um, she helped me at stores a lot through, especially in the first half of the year, of last year. 
and then I, you know, and we, and I started encouraging her to like, um, cause she had sort of done her own business before and she was sort of thinking about doing it and we talked about it and, you know, she took it upon herself to go into her own thing and to create her own thing while she works. Um, she is putting a lot of work making resin items, making bits of jewelry, some really pretty headbands, all that funky stuff. And, you know, and some badges as well. Like she's worked really, really hard and I'm very pleased about that. And if it wasn't for her and meeting the people through craft fairs, Crafter Farm might not have been where it is now. You know, it's, it's kind of astounding where you can go when you just share information and you exchange knowledge and you help each other along. It's things like, you know, and when it came to resin casting, I didn't know the first thing of what resin to get and what would work and all this, that, and the other. And it was only through meeting um, Tyler and Kai of Making Mistakes and and Mugs Marmite. I'm sorry if I'm butchering the pronunciation, folks. I'm very, very sorry. But I'll just refer to them as Tyler and Kai now. Um, if it wasn't for meeting them and at the Visibility Arts Winter Fair and keeping contact with them... Um, I wouldn't have known what resin to go for. I'd probably still be like, shit, which one do I get? So, you know, and they, in bearing in mind, they make resin stuff. Like, here's the thing. There is definite overlap because there's only so many crafts you can take with you to craft fairs, right? And there's only so many things you can do. There's bound to be overlap. But one of the things, you know, it's like I've encountered other people who sell soap, but generally speaking, they make very different soaps. So it's not really that much of an overlap. But it's like Kyla and um, Kyla. I just merged Tyler and Kai in the same. So now I have your power couple name, guys. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I think they might even listen to this. I am so sorry. 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 Um, but, you know, Kai, it, Tyler, sorry, and Kai make these lovely resin coasters and resin coffins and stuff. Now, I don't do coffins, but I do coasters. So there's a definite overlap. But the thing is, we make wildly different types of things. The colouring is totally different. The techniques are different. Um, the shapes are a bit different. And even then, even if they won and there was some similarity, we would still support each other because that's what you do, A, for your friends, but B, also just... For fellow creatives, it's not an easy world out there. It's so much better when you've got people behind you. And it's like, and Pixie does resin stuff too. In fact, me and Pixie, a couple of weeks ago or so, we actually went through a list of the stuff we had on our wish lists on like Etsy and Wish and all that. And we made absolute sure that um, there was no clashes, that anything that... Um, you know, she'd really had, I don't have on my wish list. Um, and to be fair, we do do quite different things. Like she does little pieces for things like jewelry and stuff. And I do, you know, more decorative stuff, I suppose. And, um, you know, trinket pots and pencil pots and, you know, bigger things. So that made that a lot easier, actually. Um, but yeah, I think... You know, it's just so much more interesting being able to share things around. Um, and the thing is, if other people do well, if those other people do well and they share your stuff as well, you're going to get more of an audience as well. 
people are going to start following you too. And, you know, it's a, it's a mutually beneficial thing. Now, when it comes to Craftathon, as much as I'm the one who's organizing it in terms of, you know, I brought in the other creators in, I booked the venue, I'm covering that cost. Um, I'm, you know, things like, uh, I'm, you know, making sure we've got everything there. It's my Twitch account. I'm bringing in the tech for that and all this, that, and the other. And I had to deal with the council, had to deal with the charity, had to deal with the press, blah, 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 blah. But I, when it comes to advertising the craft-a-form, we're all on the same line. There's no Coronation Soap presents. And then in tiny writing, with Pixies Pops and Destiny Designs. Like, there's none of that. It's Destiny Designs, Pixies Props, and I, Coronation Soap, are going to do this. Because they are just as much doing the challenge as I am. They may be making different things to me, but that doesn't matter. They're still dedicating all this time and materials that they don't have to to participate. So as far as I'm concerned, that, that means we three are all connected. You know, when I'm sharing stuff on Instagram about it, the hashtags and mentions have them too. It doesn't, you know, and if I'm only talking, say if I wanted to share something on Instagram and it was Vic, who's Destay. You know, Vic, say it's one of Vic's um, Dragon Tail Pride key rings, which you must check out for the record. Must, must, must check out. Um, say if I was promoting that on Instagram on its own page, but all the hashtags were about soap. Or say if it was about a disability say if it was a creator with ADHD, and I did hashtag autism. That's weird. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, that doesn't work. So yeah, I just think, um, you know, if you're going to share, you have to share it properly. You have to do it genuinely. And also, shopping local and shopping small, if you're going to ask people to actually to shop small because you want them to buy from your business you've got to put your money where your mouth is you've got to also shop small business shop local like you know i know full well when it comes to certain like i like to plan presents in advance i know that sounds really like weird but i like doing that but i know that at some point i'm gonna go and get a key ring done by by vic at some point, I'm going to get some jewellery for a friend of mine from Pixie. I also know at some point, you know, I've got some really morbid friends who are really into Halloween. I'm going to buy a couple of coffins off of Kai and Tyler. So, you know, it, it, it's those sort of things. Or, you know, if I'm going to get a big art piece done that I think should be framed, I'm going to go to Jessie and I'm going to get her to get her bottle tops out and we're going to discuss what to do. It's stuff like that. Like, you know, I I don't just ask people to shop small business because I'm a small business. I do do it myself. So because I want to support these people. It, it's like the old saying of, you know, when you buy from a big corporation or a big business, you're just kind of helping give pennies to that person's yacht or their next big mansion or penthouse or whatever the hell the rich buyer. I don't understand half the time. But if you are buying from a small business, you're helping that person keep going. You're helping towards paying their rent. 
you're helping them towards putting food on their table you're helping them create continue the business that they almost certainly love um you're helping them towards things like any medical costs they might incur you're helping them go to craft fairs you're helping that you're just helping that person in particular you're buying into a person not a you know into a person you can know and get to know and is the business rather than some ceo who's you know couldn't give less of a crap apart from to you know (laughs) get more of a bonus because they sold more you know um businesses who will outsource their labor in countries where you can get away with paying three pound a day that's you know i'm very like i said i'm very much in the ethos of sharing and in that spirit whenever i discuss other businesses or reference them i'm always going to have links in the description for this podcast for the whatever episode and also why i have interviews like the one we've just had with rebecca and with more that are coming up in the future honestly really worth it because at the end of the day we're not there's no real i there we are part of a community and it's always worth pulling together Thank you for listening to this very special episode of Coronation Podcast. If you'd like to know more about Coronation Soap, you can do so by heading over to our website www.coronationsoap.uk. That's www.coronationsoap.uk. And yes, I'm really not joking, there is no co. You can also have a look at our shop on Etsy. You can decide for yourself whether you'd like to shop with us on Etsy or shop through my website. Either way, the decision is yours. You can also find Coronation Soap on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, which is great. And you can also have a look and subscribe and follow me on Twitch ahead of the 12-hour charity Craftathon, which will be live-streamed on Twitch. Next week... I shall go into the topic of craft fairs. Is it worth it for you to go to craft fairs in this day and age of the internet? What works for you? How to proceed with a craft fair? And of course, hopefully, I'll have a fellow creative to speak to again. Don't forget to check out Saints of Serenity on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. Thank you and good day.